Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 150 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. This is a landmark episode for many reasons not least of which is that it's number 150 my friend we made it 150 i can't believe it couldn't have done it with a better guy well that's very nice of you to say i'm i'm very thrilled that you and your colleagues at grant thornton make this happen every week uh and despite the fact that you pay for the microphone you let me come on and slobber on it um this is also a big episode because you are now halfway to being vaccinated I got my first jab. I'm very excited. Thank you, Operation Warp Speed. The last Wednesday, I'm going for round one tomorrow. So, it's it. This is really it's really amazing. It's it. Here we are. It's been a year and a month basically since stuff shut down. I came back from San Diego the first full week of March last year, and. By the end of that week, pretty much everything was starting to close. Everybody went home. And here we are a year later when people said, we might not have a vaccine for two, three, four, five years. We might never have a vaccine. There were some schools of thought. And here the two of us are with shots in our arms, basically. It's an incredible feat of medical engineering from designing the thing, testing it, and getting it in production, there have been lots of challenges. It has made us all suffer in many ways, and may God rest the poor souls we lost. But it's also shown that government, the American people, can deliver in so many ways. It's too bad that it's in the shadow of the pandemic and a lot of the things that have gone wrong uh, that, that we can't really celebrate these incredible successes we've had. Like, not only delivery of the vaccine, but delivery of so many programs, so, so, so massive amounts of money, services, and benefits to the American people in such a short time. That, that's sort of getting crowded out by the bad news, I think. You and I were talking before we turned the microphones on about the plans that you are making for travel this summer and so on. And it occurred to me as we were talking about that stuff because I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking about where I'm going to go on vacation and and other trips that I'm going to take and all of those kinds of things and getting back to events and so on. And that what that generated in my mind was the idea that it's probably going to be very quickly after people get their second shots or maybe before that that people really can't wait to get back to normal and for or, or whatever normal looks like now. And for a lot of people, that means going back to the office to work. What do you think people should be thinking about at the very top levels of government organizations about that? There's been a lot of discussion, including some on this program, about what remote work looks like and all what the mix will be like and how it impacts office space and all that stuff. What are the most important considerations for bringing people back making them feel safe, and then deciding what do we want our enterprise to look like moving forward? Probably a whole, worth a whole episode. We just happened to have one. one. The number one thing 
folks ought to be doing is following the direction of the Centers for Disease Control. We've gone awry by not really following the guidance. The president has set a date of 4th of July, I'm sorry, Independence Day. Thank you. As the date date on which things will roughly start to go back to normal. And so it's after that that we really ought to think about what the new normal looks like. And I think we've shown that we don't need all this space. There's a lot we can do without leaving our house. And people have gotten and tested the technology to do that kind of thing, which means maybe they'll have they'll need less space. Government agencies, businesses will need less space to accommodate their workforces. Or will they need more? Because they need to uh, continue social distancing. Those are the kind of things that you need. And then what do people want? You know, there's a lot of people who hunger for human interaction. There's a lot that happens with just the coincidental bumping into your colleagues that we're not getting as much as we did um, and, and you're not building cultures as, as we've brought on new people, as agencies have brought on new people, it's hard to instill in them the kind of cultural values that you want if you're not interacting on a regular basis. Uh, but, but you know, perhaps one of the most important things is what do people want and then how do you hold them accountable for getting the job done if they're not underfoot? All right. I, I, I res- understand and respect what you're suggesting. But, for example, I want a pony but I'm not going to get one. How do you analyze what people want and find intersections with what the good of the organization, what the good of the enterprise is with what people want? I didn't say give them what they want. I said, ask them what they want. That's like I asked Mimi, what do you want for dinner? Oh, well, sorry. You're having meatloaf and broccoli. Oh, the poor thing. So, I mean, you need to take into account what's going to make people engaged, productive, but you also need to instill in them an understanding of what's required to get the job done. And there are a lot of jobs that require you to be on site. There are a lot of interactions that are better accomplished being together in the same room. It's a mix. You really do need to figure out what is the most important thing to accomplish the mission of the organization while taking into account how people have learned to work remotely and the extent to which you can stretch that to continue to, uh, to, to perform. We will continue to watch that, of course, because I, I think what the federal workplace looks like in, say, at Thanksgiving is probably the most important thing in front of federal leaders today and and for the foreseeable future so obviously we'll continue to watch that the other item that i think you have really unique insight into is uh the white house press secretary jen saki got a question at one of the briefings last week about the uh budget guidance called the skinny budget that has been expected for a while and we still haven't seen yet how meaningful, in your view, is the skinny budget, and how closely should people in government at whatever level and in whatever offices pay attention to what's included in that document? So I think the, the, the important thing about a skinny budget is that it's the first real official projection, 
projection of the broad policy priorities of the new administration. Of course, we've already got a huge sense of that with the stimulus that's recently been enacted and the infrastructure bill that's been proposed. And the president's not been secretive that his priorities are pandemic response, economic economic recovery, climate change, and diverse diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I expect those themes to be played out um, in the skinny budget. What people who follow the budget closely understand is that that's not the most important volume of the budget. It's the appendix. Um, the appendix is actually, I know that sounds weird, but that's actually the, the language that makes up the document that is enacted by the Congress. Um, it's actually the statutory language that makes up appropriations. And that's really the most, that's where you'll find the details of, of what's plussed up and what's not, and where the, at least the president proposes that the money be appropriated. I say this because I love you. Your eyes are sparkling and you're salivating when you talk about this in a way that I have not seen many times in the many years that we've known each other. Yeah, it's a funny thing, the budget. And it's a funny thing that gets into your veins when you've worked on it. You know, the weird thing is that we haven't really got a definitive date on which the document will be released. And back in back in my day, you adhered to statutory deadlines for budgets. Back in my day. Yeah, I was thinking as you said that, my advice to you is never say that phrase ever again you know, in your entire life. I think you've told me that before. I just... It'll probably take three or four more times before it takes hold. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the administration has to collaborate not only with the agencies for their submissions, but with the government printing office and the National Archives and Federal Register before they can actually print that document. So there's a lot of lead time required. Um, so people, people should know at some point the date certain which that document will be ready. So it's confusing to me why that specific date hadn't been announced. Of course, there are public relations reasons that, that, that we wouldn't, that we would wait. You know, the infrastructure bill, chief among them right now. Um, but, I, but I am waiting with bated breath for the skinny budget to, to come out. I wish there was a way on a podcast to put a picture of Grandpa Simpson shaking his fist at the sun, that'd be perfect for this conversation. That would be the perfect graphic for people. I so imagine have that. You, have you seen Have you seen the progressive ads with uh, Doctor Rick? Doctor Rick. Yeah, the guy, yeah the yeah. guy that stops people from becoming their parents. Yeah, brilliant. That's right. I see a lot to learn in those commercials. Is that your deal? You're turning into your parents? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I fear so. Go see him. He'll hook you up. <laughs> Teach you how to open a PDF. That's my favorite one. Next, we're going to open a PDF. Who wants to go? And everybody just goes, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, it's too scary. Do you need that? Do you need that live, laugh, learn? Oh, no. No. At any rate, um, okay, back to the skinny budget because we got distracted by Dr. Rick, which isn't a bad thing. And 
my fear is that that will take me to the uh, Geico tag team commercial, which I could just do an entire episode of the podcast about how brilliant that is. But anyway, yeah. and we can't we can't have competing sponsors, but there's some sponsorship ideas there. No, that's true. We can't, but I, I would welcome the sponsorship ideas. That would be great for both of us. I think. <laughs> um, what should people pay attention to besides the date of the release of that skinny budget? What really matters the most? Three hundred two Bs. That's the allocation of resources by appropriations committee. Is defense going to go flat or up? Um, my my prediction, if history's any guide, that it'll be um, an increase, especially in an environment in which money seems to be going only in one direction. So the congressional process for appropriations will be really important to watch. Is the Congress going to leverage reconciliation again for? the infrastructure bill, in which case you'll see a lot of these generous proposals and, and tax provisions probably get enacted as proposed or, or real closely to proposed. You know, the, the, the con both the House and Senate margins of majority for the Democrats is so thin that the conventional wisdom was it was going to be hard to get stuff through. Well, that hadn't been that hadn't proven to be a barrier to the enactment of a lot of pretty wild proposals. And so the next several months will prove whether conventional wisdom begins to come true or whether the institution is leveraging these tools to drive through a lot of pretty controversial proposals. All right. Always lots of stuff to follow, my friend. Uh, it's great to see you, and we can now retreat to our corners and watch our favorite commercials. Good to be with you. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads. Brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.